This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 120 A Sitcom Review in Chronological Order From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, Announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1984. Empire premiered on CBS on January 4th, 1984 at 8.30 p.m. Another example of a failed satire which rarely sells. Set at a large corporation with plenty of backstabbing and intrigue and making fun of all the nighttime soaps of the time. There's a large cast mostly composed of character actors. Patrick McNee played the CEO. Karen Kay played the PR flack. Richard Mazur, the sales VP. Christine Belford, his wife. Dick O'Neill, the head of marketing, Howard Platt, the chief counsel, Edward Winter, the head of security, Michael McGuire, another board member. There's a new head of R&D, played by Dennis Dugan, who finds himself thrust into the world of deceit. And that's not the whole cast. I suspect you needed a printed program to keep track of everybody. We covered Karen Kay in episode 84 for Blansky's Beauties, Richard Mazur in episode 75 for Hot L. Baltimore, Howard Platt in episode 62 for Sanford and Son, and Edward Winner in episode 68 for Adam's Rib. Patrick McNee's mother was separated from her husband when she turned to a lesbian partner who was an heir to the Dewar's whiskey business. That money paid for Patrick attending Eaton College, and he was a member of the Officer Training Corps. Kicked out of Eaton for being a bookmaker, he went into acting. His first leading role on the West End was held up when he went into the Royal Navy in World War II. He missed being in D-Day with bronchitis. All on his boat were lost in action. McNee moved to Canada and was involved in early live TV dramas there. He did a boatload of minor TV and film parts in Canada and the U.S. He would go on to 175 IMDb credits. Recurring or a regular on Tales of Adventure, BBC Sunday Night Theater, On Camera, Matinee Theater, Craft Theater, Encounter. In the early 60s, he moved temporarily into producing a documentary in London, and this is where he was offered the role of John Steed in The Avengers. Not the Marvel franchise, but the classic 60s spy show. This made him a star. He appeared in all but two of the 161 episodes filmed from 1961 through 69, as well as the 1970s reboot. It did not translate into additional major roles, partly due to his alcoholism. So he continued doing mostly guest spots and roles in films. The Howling, Young Doctors in Love, Sweet Sixteen, This is Spinal Tap, A View to a Kill, as well as recurring or regular work on Battlestar Galactica, Galavan, Lime Street, PSI Love You, Super Force, Thunder in Paradise, and Nightman. He accepted many of these roles for the money he had gambled away his family fortune. He did have a Broadway run in Sleuth, though. McNee passed in 2015. 
Christine Belford was born into privilege. At one point, they lived at the home that would later become the Amityville Horror. A degree in psychiatry was not pursued. She became an actress and model instead. A move to L.A. and a recommendation from a friend resulted in a universal contract, which meant she was all over TV shows in guest roles. She recurred or was a regular on Banachek, Marcus Welby, M.D., Married the First Year, Insight, Dynasty, Silver Spoons, Outlaws, All My Children, Murder, She Wrote, and Beverly Hills 90210, as well as the film Christine. Since the 90s, she's done a lot of voice work in commercials. Dick O'Neill was a long-running character actor, mostly playing authority figures, cops, judges, generals. He spent some time on Broadway, The Unsinkable Molly Brown, Skyscraper, Promises, Promises, and had 141 IMDb roles. A regular or recurring on Rosetti and Ryan, Kaz, Better Days, Falcon Crest, Top of the Hill, Dark Justice, and Family Matters, he may be best known as the father of one of the leads on Cagney and Lacey. Films include The Front Page, MacArthur, The Jerk, Turk 182, Pritzi's Honor, and The Mosquito Coast. O'Neill passed in 1998. Michael McGuire was best known for a role on Creepy Soap Dark Shadows, as well as a mainstay in TV guest spots. Dennis Dugan has had two distinct careers. He had a successful acting career in the 70s and 80s, from TV guest roles to films, Night Moves, Smile, The Day of the Locust, before playing a guest part on The Rockford Files that morphed into his own series, Richie Brockelman, Private Eye. He was 32 when he played the part of a teen detective. Other regular or recurring roles, Hill Street Blues, Shadow Chasers, Moonlighting, and films The Howling, Parenthood, and Problem Child. By the 90s, he moved mostly into directing, a stint on Moonlighting helped, becoming the regular director of Adam Sandler films, Happy Gilmore, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, Grown Ups, Jack and Jill, while doing film cameos in many of them. Dugan's films have grossed $1.8 billion worldwide. Empire only lasted six episodes. Again, having a large cast to keep track of, plus the use of satire, didn't help. I could only find the opening theme and a promo online. The latter would fit into an episode of Flamingo Road very easily. The Four Seasons premiered on CBS on January 29, 1984, at 8 p.m. Based on the successful hit starring Alan Alda, who created and wrote but only appears in the first series episode. The film was about four couples spending the holidays together, referencing Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Of the main characters, only two made it to TV, and only one, Jack Weston, reprised his film role. He plays Danny with wife Claudia, Rita Moreno in the film, Marcia Rod in the series, who move from New York to L.A. as demanded by the studio to save costs and get together with old friends. Ted, Tony Roberts, is a real estate agent, and his wife Pat, Joanna Kearns, is a stunt woman. Boris, Alan Arbus, is an ex-lawyer and now bike shop owner after a health scare, and his wife Lorraine, Barbara Babcock, is a doctor. Aldous' character has a daughter, played by his actual daughter Elizabeth in the film and series, and she and a friend, played by Aldous' daughter Beatrice in the film and TV show, also moved to L.A., living with Ted and Pat. 
We covered Jack Weston all the way back in episode 22 for My Sister Eileen, Marcia Rod in episode 80 for The Dumplings, and Alan Arbus in episode 99 for Working Stiffs. We'll cover Joanna Kearns in her much more successful sitcom. Tony Roberts has spent much of his career on Broadway. Take Her, She's Mine, Never Too Late, Barefoot in the Park, Don't Drink the Water, Promises, Promises, Play It Again, Sam, Sugar, Absurd Person Singular, Doubles, Arsenic and Old Lace, Jerome Robbins Broadway, The Seagull, The Sisters Rosenwig, Victor Victoria, Cabaret, The Tale of the Allergist Wife, Xanadu, and has been a regular or recurring on TV's Rossetti and Ryan, The Lucy Arnaz Show, The Thorns, and Law and Order but may be best known for his long run playing various best friends of the lead in Woody Allen films. Annie Hall, Radio Days, Stardust Memories, Hannah and Her Sisters, A Midsummer Night's Sex Comedy. Other films include The Taking of Pelham 123, Serpico, Just Tell Me What You Want, and Amityville 3D. Barbara Babcock is much better known for TV dramas than comedies, a regular or recurring on the original Star Trek series, Mannix, Dallas, Mr. Sunshine, Hill Street Blues, winning an Emmy, The Law and Harry McGraw, Murder, She Wrote, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman with an Emmy nomination, Pasadena, plus dozens of TV guest spots, and films Bang the Drum Slowly and Far and Away. In 1994, People named her one of the 50 most beautiful people in the world. Babcock retired in 2004 after being diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. The four seasons started promisingly, hitting number seven for the one-hour premiere. It quickly dropped off after that. I guess people tuned in for Alan Alda and then left. The network then preempted it for two weeks, killing any momentum it had. After two more episodes, it was put on hiatus, then returned seven weeks later to finish out its run before cancellation. I found a short clip from the show. The theme is, of course, from Vivaldi. There's a lot of talent here, and they do what they can with the material. The laugh track is definitely out of place. This show might have survived if CBS had not given up on it. Suzanne Plachette is Maggie Briggs, premiered on CBS on March 4, 1984, at 8 p.m. Plachette had completed her long run on The Bob Newhart Show, episode 64, in 1978, and had tried to get into films, Hot Stuff, Oh God, Book 2, with a stint in TV movies before being coaxed back onto series TV. Here, she plays a successful hard news reporter who gets reassigned to write newspaper features. Her friend Walter, Kenneth McMillan, got her to switch after he did the same. Stephen Lee played the food critic, Roger Bowen, the religious editor, Alison LaPlaca and Michelle Nicastro, fellow writers, John Getz, her new boss, and Shara Denise, her best friend. We covered Roger Bowen in episode 55 for Annie, Shara Denise in episode 115 for Ace Crawford, Private Eye, and we'll cover Alison LaPlaca later for her better-known role. Despite attending a performing arts high school, Kenneth McMillan didn't get into acting until age 30, working at Gimbel's department store until then. 
His rough manner and look suited him to character roles in films, Serpico, The Stepford Wives, The Taking of Pelham 123, Dog Day Afternoon, Little Miss Marker, Ragtime, Reckless, The Pope of Greenwich Village, Amadeus, Dune, Runaway Train, and was a regular or recurred on Ryan's Hope, Rhoda, and Our Family Honor, along with a lot of guest roles. Macmillan also performed often at the New York Shakespeare Festival, appeared in Broadway's Streamers, and won an Obie for Weekends Like Other People. He passed in 1989. Stephen Lee was also a character actor, recurring or a regular on Gung Ho, City, Santa Barbara, To Have and to Hold, Dark Angel, Nash Bridges, and a ton of TV guest spots, including a Seinfeld episode playing a cabinet installer. Films include War Games, Crimes of Passion, La Bamba, RoboCop 2. Lee passed in 2014. Michelle Nicastro spent much of her career in voice work. The Swan Princess, Xena Warrior Princess, Duckman, Johnny Bravo, as well as TV guest spots. She also had a run on Santa Barbara and appeared in films Body Rock and When Harry Met Sally. She also made four albums of her music. Nicastro died of cancer in 2010. John Getz dropped out of college to attend the American Conservatory Theater and worked in a California winery. He's been a regular or recurred on Rafferty, Magruder and Loud, Mariah, Ned and Stacy, Maggie, Joan of Arcadia, Daybreak, Aquarius, Homeland, Transparent, Bosch, and Dirty John, as well as films Blood Simple, The Fly, Born on the Fourth of July, Curly Sue, The Social Network, and Trumbo, generating 133 IMDb credits so far. Suzanne Plachette should have waited a bit longer to come back to series TV. Maggie Briggs went all of six episodes. Peter Bonners, Jerry on the Bob Newhart Show, directed all six of them. Could only find the opening theme, which sounds like it was made in five minutes on a Casio organ, and a quick promo for the show. A.K.A. Pablo premiered on ABC on March 6, 1984 at 8.30 p.m., created by Norman Lear and a vehicle for Latinx stand-up Paul Rodriguez. He plays, well, a stand-up with a traditional family. Joe Santos and Katie Jurado played his parents, with siblings played by Martha Velez, Bert Rosario, and Alma Cuervo, and in-laws played by Arnardo Santana and Maria Richwine. There were also a bunch of kids, one of which was played by Mario Lopez. Hector Elizondo played his agent. We covered Joe Santos in episode 101 for Me and Max, Hector Elizondo in episode 79 for Poppy, and we'll cover Mario Lopez when we get to his better-known role. Paul Rodriguez had a stint in the Air Force before getting into stand-up, which led to acting and hosting. He was a regular or recurred on Trial and Error, Grand Slam, Sea Bear and Jamal, Voice Work, Resurrection Boulevard, Compandiendo a Paco, and Fixing Paco. He hosted a version of the Newlywed Game and had a show on Univision at one point. 
Films include Bloodwork, Born in East L.A., Ali. Rodriguez is well known for his charity work and is part owner of L.A.'s Laugh Factory. Katie Gerardo's mother was a singer, her uncle a songwriter, and her cousin was president of Mexico in the late 1920s. Katie, real name Maria Cristina Estella Marcela Gerardo Garcia, got into film acting as a teenager against the wishes of her parents. She appeared in over a dozen films during this period, known as the Golden Age of Mexican Cinema, generally playing seductive women. Gerardo won an Ariel Award, Mexico's Oscar, in 1953. By that point, she'd been discovered by Hollywood. In Bullfighter and the Lady, she gave her English lines phonetically. She would learn the language for High Noon with Gary Cooper and Grace Kelly, winning a Golden Globe for her role. Other films... Arrowhead, Broken Lance, replacing Dolores Del Rio, then accused of being a communist sympathizer, and getting an Oscar nom for it. She was the first Latin American to be nominated. The Racers, Trapeze. She left the business for a period following the death of her son, who was in a film of his own. She did some TV guest roles, but a.k.a. Pablo was her first regular role. She later was a regular on telenovelas Mas Aya del Puente and Tesigo Amando. She was married to Ernest Borgnine and had affairs with Marlon Brando in Louis L'Amour. Gerardo passed in 2002. Martha Velez began as a singer while earning a Ph.D. in psychology. Her first album in 1969, featuring blues rock, had backing musicians including Eric Clapton and Christine McVie. Other albums followed, and at one point she collaborated with Bob Marley. She was also in Broadway's Hair, returning to acting after her singing career ended. Pablo was her only regular role with a number of TV spots and a few films. Bert Rosario had already done a number of guest spots and the series Sword of Justice prior to Pablo. Other regular or recurring roles, The 100 Lives of Black Jack Savage and Chicago Hope. He later did voice work for films doing ADR or automated dialogue replacement, looping dialogue for other actors post-filming. Adam Cuervo has a master's in fine arts from Yale, where she graduated alongside Meryl Streep. She's mostly known for her stage work, The Heidi Chronicles, Dancing at Lugnasa, Beauty and the Beast as Mrs. Potts, Titanic, Cabaret, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, Turing in Wicked, and My Fair Lady. She had a run on the edge of night prior to Pablo and has had a number of TV guest roles. Arnado Santana appeared in the films Cruising and Scarface, he passed in 1987 at age 37. Maria Richwine was the first Latinx Playboy bunny, first appearing in the film The Buddy Holly Story. A number of minor films and TV guest roles followed. She later had a run on telenovela Sin Vergüenza. ABC had high hopes for AKA Pablo, considering that it came from Norman Lear, but it only lasted six episodes. It was ranked number 45 in TV Guide's Worst TV Shows of All Time in 2002. Like other Norman Lear flops, it has been buried with only the opening theme available, generic Mexican music. More of 1984 sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. 
Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.